podcast, devoted to bringing you some spiritual truth to consider every day, Monday through Friday. Our reading for today comes from Daniel chapter 3, verses 16 through 18. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If this be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. But if not, be it known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. It feels like we've all been getting a lot of Daniel recently, but this is from my morning devotionals today, so you're going to get one more. Obviously, I didn't read the whole story, uh, but I'm sure most of you are familiar. Either way, quick recap. In Daniel 2, Daniel interprets for King Nebuchadnezzar a dream about a giant statue. And the point of the dream was to warn the king that his kingdom is temporary, and that one day a Messiah will come and set up a kingdom that will last forever. And instead of heeding this warning, Nebuchadnezzar decides that this idea of a giant statue isn't such a bad idea. And he builds one and commands all the people to bow down to it. And anyone who doesn't will be thrown into the fiery furnace. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, as God-fearing Jews, refuse. The king confronts them, and still they refuse to bow before the statue. So the king heats up the furnace, up seven times its normal hotness, and has them thrown in. And what happens to them is nothing. They are walking around in the fiery furnace like they would in any room. But there's someone with them. And according to Nebuchadnezzar, he looks like a son of the gods. The king tells them to come out and ultimately commands everyone to honor their God upon punishment by death. What was a fresh takeaway for me on this reading is this. How little an inconvenience would lead me to compromise in my devotion to the Lord? What would it take for me to give less than my all to God? How much less than the threat of death causes me to compromise and areas of my walk with Jesus. Usually it just takes a few disappointing or frustrating turns in my day for me to suddenly be impatient with those that I'm called to love, or to not be as surrendered to my thought life as I should be. It often takes one person to pull out in front of me in traffic to completely lose my temper and consequently my witness. Or what if my reputation was on the line? Am I willing to look foolish in front of an atheist whose opinion I greatly respect? Will I stand up for a biblical creation explanation? Will I stand up for God's honor when someone asks me how a loving God could allow suffering and evil in the world? Or even worse, what if I just don't want my friends to think I'm weird? They're all talking about a TV show that I know I shouldn't watch, but I feel left out if I can't join in the conversation. And are they going to make fun of me if I tell them why I'm not going to watch it? How small an inconvenience does it take for me to compromise in my devotion to God? Or here's one. I know I'm supposed to be honest, but everyone else in the firm is cutting corners and fudging the numbers to get ahead. How am I going to advance in my career if I can't keep up with everyone else? Isn't it biblical to provide for your family? And think of all the money I can give to the church when I finally get that promotion. We are masters at rationalizing our way into things that we just want to do and out of things that we don't. How easy it would have been for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to do the same. Listen, guys, how are we going to represent the Lord in this pagan society if we're dead? We're not. So, let's just bow, but in our hearts, 
we know that we don't want to. And we can tell God, you know, come on, God, you know we don't want to do this. We're just doing it so we don't get killed. There's no other way out. God, we're practically doing this for you. But they didn't, did they? They stuck to their convictions. They stood with God when by all accounts it looked like it would cost them their lives. And listen, they didn't even have this story to point back to, like we do. Come on, remember the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? God was with them when they were thrown in the fiery furnace. That hadn't happened yet. There was no precedent for what they were facing. They just knew what God expected of them, and they did it. Consequences be what they will. Look at their words in verses 17 and 18. If this be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. But if not, be it known to you, O king, we will not serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. Even if it costs us our life, we are sticking for God. And because they did, we have this miraculous story of God's power and faithfulness in the lives of his children. We receive the reminder that God is with us when we face persecution or heartache or awkwardness or embarrassment because we follow him. Think what what would have happened if they hadn't bowed. Maybe it would have worked out. God would still have used them to be a witness in ancient Babylon. They'd still be bit players in the book of Daniel. But they wouldn't have experienced that. Walking around unsinged in a fiery furnace, probably with Jesus, if not a very important angel. Allowing God to show his power and might to a whole nation, giving us one of the most memorable stories in all the Old Testament. So here's my question for us. What do we miss out on seeing God do when we compromise? What are the stories that we don't get to tell because we don't fully trust God? It's in the face of the impossible when God does his best work. So often we take matters into our own hands because we can't see what God does. That on the other side of this inconvenience, on the other side of this tragedy, on the other side of this mountain, he's got a miracle waiting for us. What might he do if we trust him in the face of the impossible? God, we thank you for this story of your faithfulness. We thank you that you are a God worth trusting. And we thank you that your power, your sovereignty, your goodness, and your love for your people are beyond anything we could comprehend. Help us to believe that when life gets difficult, when we don't see another way out, when we think the only thing we can do is to give in to our sin nature. Help us to trust you, to follow you. God, we thank you that we know that you will meet us there in those moments when we choose to exercise faith. Do this for your glory and our good, we pray. In Jesus' name we ask, amen. Church family, you are loved. Thank you for tuning in for another edition of Let's Talk. Have a blessed day.